You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Ride, Bread, and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. I'm not going to judge you. Also, those same feelings go for if you're checking us out on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, that's all the house cleaning for today. We're going to jump right into this episode. we got a lot to talk about. As you can see, the title of this episode is Winter Meeting Ends... Crust issues with Mariners ownership still going strong. And we're going to talk a little bit about that smoke coming from the hot stove about the Mariners and Tampa Bay. And also, we're going to check out a fun article from the needling as well as a good article from daniel kramer from mlb.com and again we are going to uh voice our displeasure that the one the only the great lou Pinella did not get put into the hall of fame we're gonna have a little bit of lou talk at the end of this episode and we're gonna get into this episode how about right after this this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. in the pain and maybe a little bit of optimism now that the winter meetings are over and it seems like the Mariners are now transitioning into the forming the team from this year instead of cutting down what we had and liquidating things is my man in the underground up in Edmonds Anna, what's going on how's it going I'm it's even though things have not really gone in the Mariners' favor here with the winter meetings, not how we thought this was going to happen, obviously, but uh, it has not been a dull moment. I will say that. 
Yeah, these last couple of days, since the last time you and I talked, it's been quite a quote factory coming out of the Mariner organization down there in Nashville, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. And like, if you aren't up to date on all of those happenings, we're going to kind of just briefly catch you up here at the top of what's going on. Uh, everybody's got an article, definitely lots of sound bites, lots of quotes. I think, though, uh, Daniel Kramer's uh, article that he just wrote on MLB.com kind of like encapsulates encapsulates everything into a nutshell. So if you don't mind, maybe we'll just hop right into that. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about Randy Orozarena. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Cody Bellinger as well. Of course, we'll talk about Mariners payroll, Stanton, uh, maybe a little Ty France, uh, some other trade stuff. Lots to talk about here. Uh, maybe this will be a two-parter, uh, but let's just get right into this. Daniel Kramer, you're watching along on the YouTube feed. I'll pull it up here so we can read along. We're going to do a little read-along of uh, uh, this article. It's uh, I don't know, it's about like probably about three or four minutes long. In fact, maybe I'll put a little bit of nice... Uh, Nice little lo-fi uh, rye bread mustard bean underneath it, just so, so it doesn't uh, get so boring. But um, if you go on MLB.com want to read along with us, if you're watching on YouTube, it's by Daniel Kramer, like I said. Mariners exit winter meetings with clear goal. If the winter meetings have revealed anything for the Mariners, at least publicly, it's that the behind-the-scenes rumblings of the financial limitations are even more real than were initially foreseen. Things shifted maybe a couple of weeks ago into the offseason on where we're headed and why we're headed there based on different circumstances that come up, Mariners manager Scott Service said. Some of it's within our control, some of it's not within our control and how you're going to shape your team going forward, end quote. While President of Operations Derry DePoto maintained throughout the Mariners meetings that the 2024 payroll will likely increase from the roughly $140 million figure last year to eventually get there, many budget-induced trades have been necessary. I'd be surprised 12 months ago to stand here and have gone through some of the alterations we've made just this year, DePoto said. I'm really disappointed that we didn't make the postseason, disappointed that this step in our growth. I'd be surprised 12 months ago to stand here and have gone through some of the alterations we've made just this year, DePoto said. I'm really disappointed that we didn't make the postseason, disappointed that this step in our growth wasn't as effective as maybe we all envisioned it would be. I still think we have a really good team with a chance to be a great team, end quote. Specifically, sources have said that the Mariners are facing challenges after their Root Sports, the regional sports network in which they own 70% stake, was attached to a price increase to customers from Xfinity, the largest cable distributor in the Pacific Northwest region. When asked about the component impacting Seattle's offseason, DePoto said, I'm just going to focus on the baseball part of it. We're here to try to build the best 26-man roster we can build with the short and long term. I'm not ever going to talk about our budget, but are they done cutting costs and now pivot from the subtraction to the addition phase of their offseason? We did what we needed to create the framework from which to build the team that we envisioned, quote, DePoto said. And as I said Monday, our goal is to get better, end quote. Biggest remaining needs, this part is obvious, bats and big ones. Though Seattle is not wedded to righties or lefties in its pursuit, quote, we would like to add at least, I would call it, one and a half corner outfielders, DePoto said, and half would be somewhat at least capable of platooning with the idea that Dominic Canzone could fill the other side of it or Cade Marlowe or Taylor Trammell, etc. And then we would like to find someone who is just a presence, more of a middle of the lineup bat type. If that means primary DH, if that means some part of a corner and DH, that's a possibility. Based on contract projections for top free agents like Cody Bellinger, the Mariners' clearest path to upgrades is via trades, which would almost certainly require them to part with their young starting pitchers, even if they have trepidation to do so. Quote, you'll never tell somebody, hey, we don't want to hear your overtures anymore, DePoto said. So we'll see what the market bears, end quote. After dealing A. Eugenio Suarez, who has owned a guaranteed $11.3 million in 2023 to Arizona on November 22nd, the Mariners traded Jared Kelmick estimated 
750,000 in 2023, Marco Gonzalez 12.25 in 23, and Evan White owed 7 million in 2023 and 8 million in 2024 and a $2 million buyout to Atlanta on Sunday to free up financials. In return, they received reliever Carlos Vargas and catcher Zebi Zavala from the D-backs and reliever Jackson Cower and pitching prospect Cole Phillips from the Braves. They also acquired Luis Arreyes from the Red Sox on November 17th in exchange for reliever Isaiah Campbell. Seattle did not make a selection in the Major League portion of the Rule 5 draft while losing right-handed Steven Kolek to the Padres. The Mariners recognize that they are trying to point in not just their offseason, but what they believe is a World Series window. In the midst of reflection, specifically if Seattle would have taken a different approach this winter had it instead made the postseason in 2023, DePoto recounted a recent conversation with Rangers general manager Chris Young, who told DePoto, quote, it could have been you there at the end. Quote, I said, believe me. I thought about that every moment I was watching the postseason, DePoto recalled. We think we have a team that can do that. I'm excited for it. I don't know if we would have been in a different situation right now where we have made the postseason because we always think broadly. We're consistently trying to balance the present in the future. Well, I think that pretty much sums up everything right there in about five minutes of how we got here. I thought Daniel Kramer did a pretty good job of sifting through, like you said, all the quotes, all the crazy stories, and the what the fuck is going on. I think that's the 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 gist of it there. Yeah, you're right. It was a great rap. Uh, he does a really good job and really like following along what he reports. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, uh, and one thing that wasn't mentioned I wanted to bring up too is, you know, uh, through all the trades and stuff scott service had to answer phone calls from the remaining players on his clubs or text messages going what the heck's going on so yeah it's been a hectic uh winter meetings for the mariner uh management and uh coaching staff yeah I, and some things from that article and from the quotes that i've heard the things that stick out to me that just hit the wall and and stay there are the one and a half outfielders kind of sounds like a like a movie uh, you know, kind of reminds me of Look Who's Talking or a Naked Gun series. The one, one and a half outfielders that we're, <laughs> what we're looking for here. Um, uh, I also always the goal to get better. I, I, I hate that he always has to say that because right now it's, it's even though things were, you know, the rug was pulled under, pulled from under him. Like we all know, uh, he was told, uh, apparently, or we were told there's going to be more payroll this year, but right now it looks like they went to go buy things as far as we know, and then went to the bank account and went to the piggy bank and went to underneath the, uh, the cushion on the couch or in the bedroom or wherever you hide your money. And th that money was not there. If somebody wasn't balancing the books, right. Uh, we obviously know this is Stanton not giving him any more money. Stanton has not even made a statement regardless of what has been, been put out there. And if it wasn't true and if he gave a shit, he'd probably have said something. I, I think other organizations would kind of go, oh, you know, calm the waters down. He doesn't seem to care. Um, and, yeah, you've had DePoto out there, you know, taking the shots. You got – Scott service now out there um, calming the waters with the fan base and with the people within his clubhouse that are starting to feel that distrust that you've talked about all the time, Hanno. And that's just coming from the fans. I mean, the, I could imagine if you are a Thai France or you are a pitcher on this team or your name isn't Cal, your name isn't, JP, your name isn't Julio. Your name isn't Cast uh, Luis Castillo, Kirby, um, Robbie Ray. Uh, outside of that, I think everybody else is uh, possibly could be movable. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. But I mean, just oh, for sure. I mean, uh, Scott Service also threw a shot out himself. You know, saying we uh, have to do and deal with the cards that we were dealt with. So. 
it was interesting to see see that shot fired. At least that's how I took it. And um, be interesting to see if he gets his PP slapped by Stanton and Chris Larson there. <laughs> I, that's about the only time I've ever heard Scott Service. I think ever say anything like that. I mean, when you when you've been the manager for that many years and you only got one uh, playoff and you've been through what two rebuilds right now i i guarantee you there's a lot boiling in there but there's also job security that you got to worry about and hey i understand that yeah i'm sure he's frustrated i mean he's he wants to win he, he understands he mentioned it he knows how the fans are furious and the expectations are there and um you know we were lied to we flat out were lied to um they talked, you know, last year, thought they were going to uh, expand and go get some guys. They didn't do it. Um, and then this year, this comes up. It seems to be a pattern with this group, and I don't know who to blame. Um, it's unfortunate, like you said, that DePoto takes the shots for Stanton. But, you know, I wish they'd sell the team. They're making money off of everybody in the community, um, from the league. Uh, 10th in attendance last year. Uh, what the year before the highest revenue the year before you're in the playoffs. Uh, it just always seems like this team or this organization, I should say, it's all about being almost good enough. Uh, almost good enough. Yeah. You have this luxury of that. The Mariners have never been to the world series and we've just had a sniff of the playoffs here in the last 20 years that you can still play and pry on the people's hope. You know, you can't pull this shit in New York. You can't pull this shit in St. Louis. You can't pull this shit in LA. You can't pull the shit in Atlanta or Chicago or any of these towns. And it just seems like they, they know what they're, they're, they know that we're still going to go to the stadium. We're not going to boycott shit. Um, we're still going to, when the sun comes out, T-Mobile Park's going to be full. Edgar's is going to be full. This team, the way it is right now, even without all the offensive firepower with the good pitching you have, you're still going to be competitive. So it, from a, a money-making standpoint on their end, we see what the fuck they're doing. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to judge if people are going to take it out on them with attendance or not, but I, I definitely feel that they're going to get some backlash uh, via the fans there, whether it's chants or signs, if they let them in or something. People are frustrated. I mean, it's tough. Uh, to, like I mentioned, excuse every year. They're able to uh, do major upgrades for the All-Star game um, that 90% of the fans won't, won't use. Uh, they own 70% of the local cable company, Root Sports, Hatback Bar and Grill. Um, I just would like to see him just focus in on the Mariners, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just, it's tough. It's tough. It's especially tough when we had a complete different idea going back to a year or so ago of where and what these off seasons were going to look like. You know, yeah. I Gary DePoto going, hey, if you told me 12 months ago this is how it was going to be, I'd be surprised. And then I, I like this part of this article where he's saying Chris Young, the general manager of the Texas Rangers, World Series, Texas winning Texas Rangers, AOS foes that leapfrogged us in the line, AOS foes that went out there and spent money over the last couple of years on can't miss players, proven players former World Series MVPs, MVP candidates, um, Cy Youngs to add to what they have. And, and it worked out. And they're they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, yeah, the Mariners, they quite could have been in that situation, at least in the postseason, at least to the dance. Yeah, maybe it's just a thing for me. I'm just mad at myself. Um, I trusted the rebuild. I thought it was going the right way. Um, then last year happened and it was just a stall 
And that really bugged me. It was one of the most frustrating years for me personally as a Mariner fan to watch and see what happened. And uh, and now this, I, I'm just very, very frustrated. Ladies and gentlemen, a very funny man. Please welcome from Seattle, Jay Buner. Here's one for you. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender says, hey, why the long face? Here's one for you. Aren't you glad he decided to play right field for the Mariners instead? The post, I mean, the off season is still happening. They, like they said here, and you've heard in the sound bites, these were cost cutting moves so that they can make some moves this off season, regardless if they make a trade, which we'll talk about, uh, you know, a, a Randy, a Rosa Reina, um, a Cody Bellinger signing, which the price tag on him looks like it's getting a little bit high here. Uh, you're not going to get Soto. He's going to the Yankees. You're going to have to trade to acquire anything. So what does that mean? Are we trading arms? Are we trading uh, ready for the big league now arms? Or are we going to trade uh, prospects? Uh Harry Ford's class A's, those types of dudes. Uh, what do you see happening as far as the Mariners making a trade? What are they going to probably, what are we going to probably subtract? Cause I don't think well, you see, can subtract any more offense from the current roster. <laughs> no, I mean, it just gets back to the whole trust thing. I mean, early on in the, in the um, winter meetings, uh, DePoto was quoted as saying, I'm not, I don't want to trade any of my starting pitching. Well, um, what do you what do you got to offer? Yeah, you mentioned those minor leaguers um, that are still developing, but uh, I just don't see a trade with Tampa unless it includes uh, one of your three pitchers of Wu Miller, Logan Gilbert, depending on the package. In my opinion, I hear you there, but I also look at what it seems like Tampa Bay is trying to do whether they're trying to get a, a maybe possibly get uh move Paredes, move uh, a Rosa Reina, uh, Marlo, um, all, all of these guys. And then I look at, Hey, you look at their attendance. Uh, they, they aren't making any money down there on their attendance. They're moving into this big place. We're just not there realistically as far as a World Series contender. Maybe you are trying to look four years down the road. So when you do move into that big place, there is something exciting to go to. Because right now, even when they're in the playoffs, they're not even selling out, not even close to selling out down there. Yeah, me and Tampa Bay and, and attendance means nothing to me. Uh, uh, I always just consider them of being very smart organ uh with on the baseball ops they know how to cut bait when it's time to uh they know how to get rid of certain pitchers at certain times they're just very good at it have a good minor league system and they just re-up and reload and they'll always be in that mix in the al east no matter if the evil empire is loading up like they are if boston comes back the up-and-coming uh birds you know in baltimore I mean, they'll be in the mix, so it's hard to say. So as far as Arandia Rosarena, it, it seems like what else was being said, if I don't know if you caught what Ken Rosenthal was saying, uh, basically on foul territory when he was going in on the Mariners. Uh, little Ken, little Kenny boy, uh, saw him down on the field. Uh, he is a not a very big man, but he... Has some uh, some strong words for the Mariners, uh, and, but also he was saying that the Mariners were pretty much in some intense talks with uh, Tampa Bay prior to the Kelnick trade. Uh, possibly money could have been uh, stalling this up. Um, now it seems like they have some some money. Maybe this reopens up. Do you do you see Randy Rosarena coming to the Mariners and? If so, could you see somebody else coming from the Rays? And if so, who would that be? I mean, I have no idea other than what's been reported by Rosenthal or anybody. Um, 
yeah, Rosarina, he's a he would definitely uh you know slide in for the loss of Teo. They both strike out a lot. Uh Rosarina's a couple years younger, makes a lot less money, more athletic, can steal steal you some bags. Um, but what I like about him most is he is a big time player in big time games. And uh he'd be a nice um acquisition for the Mariners, but as far as their whole saying of oh we're wanting to cut down on strikeouts um he's not one of those guys that's going to be like that for you well to be fair he struck out about 60 less times than gino and he struck out 50 less times than teo last season and he only struck out 18 more times than kelnick did all season so i think he is a bit of an improvement on that but not the the total flip over that you want to see. Yeah. I'm I'm not bashing the guy. I'm just saying what kind of player he is. Yeah. I don't think you're bashing him either, but I, I just don't think he's a massive. I mean, he's a decent, you know, he strikes out 25% of the time. Uh, let's see. We had a, a viewer um, actually chime in here on a Randy Rose arena. Uh, he was saying that, uh, we have Brian uh, Fee saying, thanks for the great content. Uh, that's not the one I was going for, but thank you. Thank you, uh, Brian. Uh, we have Stack Pack Matt Adventures commented, the only problem with Arosa Reina is he struck out 25% of the time last year. So would it be weird for them to go, af go after him with their, quote, off-season plan? And that's what kind of you're alluding to. If we're trying to go all the way away from strikeouts, completely then maybe this isn't the right guy i'm not saying that i'm just saying that that's what the mariners have said and like i mentioned earlier depoto said he doesn't want to trade any of his young pitching in the starting lineup to get a guy like a rosarina you're gonna to have to trade one of those starters so, you're so they say a lot of things and you know things change quickly that's all i'm saying you think it's with tampa bay it's they want starting pitching and they want right now ready to play pitchers. You don't see them or the Mariners dealing for somebody like I was asking, um, like a young, a PD, a, a board class a. I mean, I don't know. Jerry seems to really hold on to his prospects. Um, anything's possible with this team i was expecting them to spend last year they didn't i was expecting them to load up this year kind of you know they talked about the core this is the time uh i don't know what they're going to do it's something daily with this organization what's going on okay so let me re-ask this a different way i guess if it's you and you have to get rid of something you know to get that hitting that you want right now in this window are you are you dealing deeper down into the farm on some of your hot prospects or are you parting ways with Wu, uh, a Miller, possibly a Logan, possibly a Brash? What are you doing? I mean, it, it all depends on the scenario for the package. Let's just say for fun, since we're talking about a Rosarina, um, I don't know what Tampa wants. Uh, they've been a little bit. I read they've been talking about getting rid of Glass now. They're you know really good quality pitcher. Um, maybe they'll need someone to uh, slide in for that if they have corresponding moves. Um, I would just think I would think they'd want pitching. That's the talk of baseball is our young starting pitching. Um, I could see. I could see Logan going. Uh, if that was the case, then if the Mariners were able to then have any extra money in the piggy bank and swoop up Snell, who wants to be there, be here, then uh, that's something that could work out. Yeah, I mean, Glasnow, let's see, 21 starts last year, 10-7 and seven record, 3.53 ERA uh, over one uh, whip. Let's see, uh, 120 innings pitched, 162 strikeouts. Uh, but the main thing is he's got a he's got one more of the heftier contracts over there. He's age 30, right? So, and first year back from arm surgery. 
So this is definitely somebody that if you are getting a Rosa Reina, this seems like this would be probably the top candidate of who they also want you to take. Oh, it would be a massive package for a Rosarina and Glass now. I mean, yeah, you would have to start throwing in those guys you mentioned from down the in the farm. Uh, next year, oof. yeah, he's a uh, arbitration. Uh, twenty twenty three, he was uh five million. Five this last year, he was five point three. Uh, his salary for uh twenty twenty four. Says twenty five million. That's why Tampa wants to cut bait. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying this is somebody I feel like if you're going to get in a Rosarena, who's what like nine million dollars next year, uh, that we are, you're going to see them unload somebody like this. Like this has got to be the guy. So is this why the Mariners were cleaning? Uh, like scavenging around for the money because they know that hey they got to spend some money to get this guy along with what you're sending yeah i mean you mentioned if those two were in a deal and rosenthal said that the mariners need to uh find some money like you said and uh um with clearing out the guys that they did maybe it is a massive trade like this who knows rosarena uh was Played, uh, had a great calendar year of baseball last year, WBC, All-Star. Um, dude's a baller. Dude has swag. I, I'd, I'd love to get him. I wish it was under different circumstances. But, uh, I mean, if, if the opportunity's there with the window, if you are maintaining a lot of your pitching, I, I would have to pull a trigger on this guy. You know, he's been to the series. He's a ALCS, you know, MVP. Yeah, we need offense. What is his contract up? Well, this is his second year of arbitration in 2024. So he becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2027. Obviously, that number is going to go up and up until you get there, but... I think you're getting a guy, if you get him a guy right there in his prime, not ascending in. He's like sitting right there in his prime right now. He's 28. He'll be 29 next year. By the time he's an unrestricted free agent, because he got a little bit of a late start coming from Cuba, he's going to be 32 years old. Yeah, the Mariners want controllable players. So, yeah, he's been rumored. I'd love to have him. And it seems like that is what's going to happen if, if anything happens as far as a big trade for player. I would think that's going to be the guy. There's just been enough smoke between Seattle and Tampa Bay, and they just seem like they're the type of dancing and trading partners. Yeah, they sure had a lot of trades. And, uh, you know, some of them have not really worked out for either club that, that well. Yeah, it's you like know, they, from what they were expected to be, at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And Tampa Bay has sent out some lemons. Yeah, they're they're like you mentioned earlier. They are very very good at knowing when to cut bait. So you have to be a bit. I think the best guy we got from Tampa Bay, um, in recent whiles, I'm going to say it, Denard Span. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know that had a that had like a positive. Uh, effect on the team, no real bumps in the road. I mean, everybody else, it seemed to be up and down. I know Randy Wynn, if we want to go in the way, way back machine, you know, Randy Wynn for Lou Pinella. Uh, Randy Wynn was a nice little solid player, but in between that, it's been, it's been a little rocky. And you've seen them also, what was that pitcher that they traded to Pittsburgh? Um, he ended up in Minnesota. Gosh, I forgot his name, but he was a, he was a really good starter. Archer. Archer kind of fizzled out. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised you mentioned Darn Span. I know you run an undercover uh, <laughs> um, fan club for him. <laughs> yeah, Denard Span was a nice little left-handed bat, man. Played solid. He hit 300 for the Mariners. He came over and his season was going a little bit, uh, you know, not Denard Span-like. I think he hit like 304 the entire time he was on that 
2018 team that was just going down, you know, yeah, the wheels fell off. Everybody knows the story. Um, but yeah, Tampa Bay likes to trade the Mariners, you know, Jerry loves to trade and maybe Jerry enjoys trading, but now we're really getting to see why he's got to trade so goddamn much. You know, he's got to go to the flea market. He can't go to Macy's. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, turnips. yeah, it's, I was just hoping this would be the year where, you know, we're building, we're adding on. Yeah. We start to get, you know, get rid of these high prospects to get the superstar player to finish off the rebuild. But now we're just taking lateral moves and that sucks as a Mariner fan. That is what we're doing. We're taking lateral moves. We're still going to be the second or third best team on paper in our division. No question. And if you're going by just on paper, sometimes the Anaheim angels look better than us on paper. Yes, they do. Doesn't, doesn't always work out in their favor, but uh, which I don't care, which I enjoy. But yes, it's just been very right there in front of you. Like what should happen uh, when you have national people talking about it or just other friends or people in your life that follow sports or follow baseball that are like, what in the fuck are the Mariners doing? All yeah, everybody that's a Mariner fan or in the Pacific North Northwest is feeling that. And the players who, like we mentioned earlier, contacting Scott Service. Yeah, and I think if we want to find out if anybody else is being traded or sold off, we just got to look on Offer Up, you know, on the app where you can just sell <laughs> in the house. I'm looking on eBay. I'm oh yeah. Jerry's it's all sold, 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 all marks sold here. Uh, so this was pretty much our, you know, the Grinch that ruined Mariners Christmas edition of, of this show. But look, there's still some optimism. Maybe, maybe this is my crazy conspiracy theory. Maybe this has all been a play, the cost shaving keeping the mouth shut, saying, no, we're not into the Otani thing, but without saying it, without doing it. You know what Otani's rule was? Loose lips sink ships. Maybe this is their way of being like, look, we got rid of everything. We got rid of everything. We got some money now. Um, he said, don't say nothing. He said you would be punished if you said something, and the Mariners have said nothing. I don't know what else to say other than police. Am I drinking the uh <laughs> yeah, you, you want to check what's in my glass tonight? Is that what you're is that what you're saying? Um yeah. well, I mean, I'm still gonna get I'll have some hope until it's there. We're not gonna well, maybe we'll do an episode on it. it. It gets the clicks. I mean, uh he is polarizing, he does get at the uh the audience in here so i just well, yeah to that's the frustrating thing too you know uh you got to spend money to make money and the mariners can make a lot of money with him they do a lot of things kind of weird but it was in seattle's kingdom where the wild kingdom really had its day the most frightful delay of all time was the attack of the killer kitten my gosh, what is that? Is that a rat? A muskrat or a cat? Let me see that. It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats uh, that, you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched just... Oh, he's just, in pain. Look at him. Boy, that cat is mad. Oh, He's starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top, trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this and trying to get the cat, and the cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that cat has gone crazy. Just to close this up, because I think this is good for the one part. Uh, I, there was another article that was out there that 
sounds eerily similar to basically what Daniel Kramer was doing. It, it was by the needling. And if you have not heard of the needling, it is like the onion. It is like the national lampoon, the almost live kind of news postings that is Seattle centric. Well, they had some insight on this and uh, let me just read this article. And though it is a, you know, a satire article from the article that we just started with at the start of this show, you can see some truths in this article here. And this was written before Daniel Kramer wrote his. This is from a couple of days ago. It's on the needling. If you're on Instagram, they're there, they're they're great. The article is titled Seattle Mariners announced you are playing outfield next season in the latest cost saving move. All right, let me read this for you guys because this actually kind of reads like the rest of the articles, like I was saying. You be the judge. And it reads, despite bragging about being the most profitable team in baseball just last year, today the Seattle Mariners have announced that you will be playing outfield next season in their latest cost-saving move following the recent salary dump trades of Eugenio Suarez, Jared Kelnick, Marco Gonzalez, and Evan White. Quote, management is asking us to tighten our belts again so we don't have to spend any money to get help for the team. So, we're going to be putting you in the outfield on opening day. We can't afford to provide that either, end quote, said Mariners GM Jerry DePoto. Quote, you'll be fine. Just stand there and let Julio cover most of the grass. And when you get up to bat, try to get hit by a pitch like Ty France. I mean, this can't turn out any worse than our Tommy LaStella, AJ Pollock, Colton Wong, Adam Frazier, and Jesse Winker moves, right? Right? End quote. The Mariners ranked 10th in attendance in 2023 after finally breaking a 20-year playoff drought, and ownership was quick to reward fans' enduring loyalty and patience by raising ticket prices 25% while teasing fans about a potential Otani signing that everyone knows they won't shell out the money for. Quote, These ungrateful fans will be a lot more appreciative when they realize these moves will just get us closer to signing Otani. That's right. Craig Otani, a shoreline mechanic that plays softball on the weekends at Green Lake, end quote, said Mariners CEO John Stanton, quote, he has great fundamentals. He never misses a game because of car troubles. And this Otani hits, pitches, covers shortstop because they don't want to forfeit when they can't find nine friends to play with. And just think of all the Otani jerseys we'll be able to sell at a fraction of the cost, end quote. Mariners ownership also announced that in 2024, ushers would start passing around a collection plate at home games to raise funds for future ownership investments that would be utilized anywhere but on the field. I mean, if you were just reading that article, not knowing it was from the needling who does great satire pieces, that sounds about right. It sounds kind of accurate. sounds believable to me. Oh. It's it, it's good. It sounds very accurate and very similar to Daniel's in some aspects. And it just another thing gets brought up that just irritates me: the raising of the ticket prices by twenty five percent. I mean, what's going on here? I just the fans are the last with this Mariners organ or ownership. It sucks. <laughs> it's, I think my favorite part of that that whole article is like. All right, you'll be playing outfield, but bring your own glove. We will not be providing one. <laughs> they don't have money for that. Yeah, the, the the Sunday afternoon pop fly contest is actually tryouts now. Yeah. Uh, there's some good comments here on these. Uh, people excited for Craig Otani. Put me in, uh, put me in coach. Uh, let's see. Uh this is at Shawak. Let's see who wrote this. This guy, whoever wrote this, uh, Wak is his name. I'm looking at his. Wakamatsu? Shawakamatsu. Oh, oh, they said Wak, sorry. Yeah, I would love to have some of these uh, needling guys come on the podcast one time. They actually do cover, do a bit of a Mariner satire, and I think they, they get it right. They get it from the fans' point of view. 
they do a lot of like good sports satire articles. They got one about Climate Pledge Arena, uh, Climate Pledge Arena to offer a hot dog, small drink, and a kick in the throat for forty nine ninety nine. Uh, they have a Mariners one that says shoplifting, jumpstart, tax misdemeanor, drug use, forced Mariners to miss uh, MLB playoffs. Oh, that was from earlier. But uh, yeah, I, I just it, the thing is when you start when you're or when you start to be when you start to become that satire, become that joke instead of laughing along with it, and you become the joke. That's how crazy this is like if you'd have just taken this article and maybe took out a couple of little itty bitty things like uh maybe take out the glove thing maybe just all the rest of it <laughs> it's believable even the craig otani it's all believable well because those I mean, are the kind of guys that jerry ends up getting in these trades it's always back to that that scene from major league where they go they're reading the names off and they're like who are these fucking guys you know that's what it always is this organization, something else. They're always just doing something, sticking their foot in their mouth. They need a kick in the ass. I mean, they had so much momentum the last few years making the playoffs, and it, they have not capitalized at all. And people are pissed, and rightfully so. And they do everything they can without thinking twice about it on how to rectify or at least sound, you know, somewhat conscientious of it. I mean, when they sent their uh social media post out when they traded those three guys they sent it they put them all in one thing and didn't even like individually thank them i mean they're just tone deaf on everything they do yeah let me let me let, that's a good thing to pull up here i'm gonna go to their to their instagram um mariners because let's see yeah you're right they put out one graphic you know me, I'm making graphics for the show now. Personally, I make more than three in an hour. I, you know what? We should personally, we should personally make them uh, a thumbnail each. So yeah, they did. Thank you, Evan, Marco, and Jared, for your efforts in the field and in our community and in the clubhouse. Thank you for everything. And then, before they even thanked them, they welcomed Jackson Cower. Yeah, I mean, I, was the I post did. Before, the post before said, we have acquired Jackson Cower and minor league pitcher Cole Phillips from the Braves in exchange for Marco, Jared, and Evan. I know that is that is how it is. That's just the spin you're going to do. Mariners could have the worst game on earth, and the social media is going to jazz it up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, they have the toughest job in the city, that's for sure. Mariners uh, – admins i mean to their credit though the next day or so after they did put a nice video from marco so i did see that that one on youtube is really nice where yeah. they showed him from you know signing his coming to the mariners signing his contract during complete game working in the community he did mean a lot to this organization and uh, you know he's one of those tone setters for that clubhouse uh always a compete a guy who competes uh look that the numbers don't lie. He had the quality starts. But to your point, though, about the Mariners operation and operation people and the social media, they do a great job. They probably come in all the time and they're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not just imagine if you work for the Dodgers or you work for the Braves or one of these. It's the easiest shit. You're like, you know what? We don't have anything today. Let's just go down and uh, let's let's watch Mookie Betts take batting practice. A million views, you know, Mariners. It's always like. Well, let's put out this fucking uh, PR fire. Well, if I, yeah, I mean, if I was in charge, I would say this is how I would spice it up for him. And that, that's, this is just me. You know, when they do those nice videos for Marco, you mentioned they go over, you know, when he signed and all that stuff. I'd like to see some footage about when they give him a call, letting him know he's been traded. They should throw that in there as well. I want to see those videos. I know they're going to bring guys up, but they're going to do that. Yeah, look, give us some of that hard knocks footage. Yeah. You want to be honest, because that's what Scott Service was talking about, right? He had to talk to these guys afterwards. I mean, especially guys like Mark, these three, Marco, who's been with him since what, 2017? Yeah, it feels like forever. 
I mean, he's the one who started this rotation when it was getting built up as the number one. I mean, he was he was getting the starts over Felix at the end of his career to start opening day. It's, it's been a tough week, and, and just the cherry on top of everything. Just a little, 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 another kick to the nuts, kick to the jaw. Let's keep it clean. Kick to the throat, as the needling would say, along with that hot dog and that drink for four ninety nine. Lou Pinella falls one vote. I, or let's say one cigarette short of the MLB Hall of Fame. Jim Leland gets in. They can only let two or one. They can only let one chain smoker in. Chain smoking manager in the Major League Hall of Fame. I think Lou will be in there next year. Um, I wish it would have happened right now, but now that he's been this close, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to talk and campaign uh, for Lou Pinella for the next year. Yeah, my favorite all-time Mariner manager. I mean, when when that announcement was made way back when, I thought, "Oh boy, we're on the way to big things." And we he he did some big things for us. Um but yeah, I'm pulling for him. He will get in soon. Yeah, Lou Pinella bottom bottom line, I know we talk Griffey. Uh we talk about Edgar, the all the Hall of Famers, the great players on the field. Lou Pinella, I've said this before, Lou Pinella was what Mike Holmgren was to the Seahawks, where it completely changed it. He brought somebody in that the baseball world knew. The baseball world loved him, hated him, respected him. He had a ring. He was a Yankee, played on all those great Yankees team. He brought winning into the city that we had never had, never in that clubhouse, and you know, the entire time Lou Pinella was here, we were either in it, close to in it, or exciting. Yeah, what a guy. I must see TV every night just seeing him, whether it was in the kingdom, in the corner, kind of bouncing his feet back and forth off the turf, or you might catch him smoking a stogie, like you said, in the tunnel area or what have you, or throwing his hat or throwing a base. But uh, those players were, he, uh, they played hard for him. He was one of a kind and such a treat for us, especially with us growing up in that era with that team, having him be our manager, never forget it. Yeah. Three uh, trips to the playoffs in 10 years, he leaves. You know the rest of this. You know the rest of this story. Yeah. What is it? One and twenty-two now. Yes, and uh, you know Lou Pinello, d- d- very old school, about as old school as you get. A uh, chip off the old block from Billy Martin. Um, but uh, yeah, people always give him a little bit of shit for running through, running through his pitchers and his bullpens, uh, but. Uh, that kind of seems like a Mariners thing, not a Lou Pinella thing. He did not like guys that did not throw strikes. He did not have any tolerance for that. And I like I, that about him. I do. Yeah. I like the way that I know maybe some people have to say things about Pete Carroll's football. I like that he's a coach that does not like fumbling and turnover. And a baseball manager, I guess the equivalent of that is airs and walks. Yep. Throw strikes, kid. That would be a a quick little line or quick little line he would give his relief pitcher as he goes out for a quick check on him. (laughs) Throw strikes, kid. That was it. That was it. Yep. Short and sweet. Just like this podcast. (laughs) 